Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Am I on? Hallelujah. Father, we are grateful this morning that we can call you Father and that we are your children. Lord, we stand before you consecrated, obedient, and believing because we want to be a blessing and want you to be able to flow through us. Father, we thank you for your heart in this service. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Greet somebody and then you may be seated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Have these meetings been good or have they been great? They've been amazing. <clears throat> Thank you, Pastor, for the honor of ministering the word in your vineyard. Amen. I promise not to mess anything up <laughs> by the help of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is such a joy for my wife and I to be connected where we are. Um, it's just home, you know, it's just like, it's not, it's not like I sometimes come when we come out to these meetings and I say, Pastor Nancy, it's good to be home. I know I have a home church, but it's, you know, it's just, this is home. This is our company, our camp, our family. And uh, God's called us together to bring a supply to one another and what he's doing. And it's an honor to do that. I was in uh, Olathe 10 days ago or so. Pastor Nancy was there where Pastor Hernandez pastor, such a wonderful church there. And uh, Pastor Nancy was preaching or ministering, uh, teaching and ministering on some things. And she was talking about the power of God. You know, that classic story she tells, that illustration she tells about being in, where was it? Not Florida, Hawaii, when the Power went off and one side of the island had power and the other didn't. And you could tell when they came to church who, who had been living with power and who didn't have power. And she made the statement, she says, uh, talking about living with the power of God in our lives, the power of God makes life better. Amen. How many of you know the power makes it better? I mean, I'm, I'm a good example of that. But and she was ministering, it was just classic, you know. Uh, Pastor Nancy was at the table one day talking about a particular subject and she was saying, you know, I'm thinking about putting it out in a book. I'm just weighing whether that belongs in a book. And I'm thinking, Pastor, everything you preach belongs in a book. Yeah, so I, <laughs> But I know we gotta be led. <laughs> And so, uh, where was I going with that? I don't know where I was going with that, but she was talking about, in that service, she was talking about the power of God, making life better. I'm sitting there just Come on. going all through these yeah. truths again and just yeah. inside jumping up and down and, yeah. Yeah. and uh, just enjoying it. And I heard the Holy Ghost say something to me. He said, yeah, he said it makes life better and he said it makes it easier. That's right. it's easier. Yeah. I thought, yeah, it sure does. You know, it's like using a power tool compared to a hand tool. You know, it's just a, just a whole lot easier. I mean, a hundred years ago, don't talk to me about the good old days. I mean, you know, <laughs> these are the better days. All the power and conveniences we have. We go to Nigeria where Pastor Ike, our spiritual son, pastors over there. And, and I go and drive. He drives us to the services and back to the hotel. And, and I, I keep looking around and thinking things don't have to be this hard, you know. Get some power, get yeah, some, get some equipment here, you know, but, and so I just, uh, whenever the Lord said that to me <clears throat> there in the service, I, uh, started meditating on that and, uh, it's been growing in me. And when pastor Nancy last night asked me to minister, I just sensed I'm supposed to stay on that. And, uh, I want you to go to Matthew chapter number 11, where she was last night. Amen. Am I going to improve on her message? I'm going to trust God not to uh, mess it up. 
Matthew chapter number 11, <clears throat> verse number 28, starting in verse number 28. Matthew 11, verse number 28, Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll put more on you. <clears throat> no, I'll take, I'll, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls. Pastor Nancy read the Amplified last night. If you've never heard, if you didn't hear that last night or never read the Amplified, you need to get that. Uh, you'll find rest unto your souls. Notice he, uh, when he starts talking about because let's just read the next verse. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When he starts talking about the easy flow, he mentions the soul. Right. Meaning we make things hard in our minds. Right. That's right. I've always enjoyed being around people. That's one of the reasons I enjoy being around this company, this flow, Pastor Nancy's ministry. I've always enjoyed being around people who make things look easy. Uh, spiritual things, especially. I mean, you know, people that are struggling to believe God, struggling to eke out a flow of prosperity, or struggling to have victory. Uh, I'm like, uh, I think I'll find somebody that's figured this out. You know, or not maybe figured it out, but learned. Notice Jesus here said, he, come and learn. So I've always enjoyed being around people who make especially spiritual things, other things too, but spiritual things make it look easy. And I'll tell you why they make it look easy because they understand that it is easy. It's not hard. Believing God is not hard. Last night she talked about, you know, flowing out of your heart. Just do what you have in your heart. I, I can get that. I can get that. So, um, you know, when you get around people who, who their, their flow of life is not a flow of struggle, but it's a flow of ease. Uh, those kind of people are somebody I want to learn from because they, they understand they have learned because really the things of God, the reason they make it look easy is because they really are easy. They're, they're not hard. Spiritual things are not hard. Prospering is not hard. Walking in victory is not hard. Walking in faith is not hard. It's, it gets hard when we pull it up into the mind and start. There's been times I've been believing God. You know what I'm talking about? In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And he, he would say to me, go take a nap. Go take a nap. <laughs> it's just... And so if you'll allow me to this morning, I want to get into this because the easy flow is not something we have to work up. It's something we connect to. It's something we enter into. It's something that we choose. It's something that we learn. Say learn because Jesus said here, come and learn of me. Um, to me, when somebody is doing something, now this could apply in the natural, but I'm talking about spiritual things, and it looks easy, to me, that shows to me skill. Pastor Nancy has preached on skill so often, finally I got interested in it. You know what I'm talking about? I had never thought much about being good at it. But I remember one time she was preaching at our church, and she... Um, she was talking about some things about the mind and not struggling against the will of God. And she was preaching our church one time and I never forget it. I'm sitting there and I'm going, Oh, that's what I did between that wrong. I was, wasn't doing this. I was doing the opposite of this between phase one and two. I struggled for two years, pastor Debbie. It was so hard because I made it hard. I don't know if you've ever read a verse in Jeremiah 23. I'm not going to go there, but there's a verse that says, don't say the burden of the Lord. You ever read that passage? Yeah. Yeah. Come 
What is the burden of the Lord? Because they would go to the prophet and they would use that term. What is the burden of the Lord? And he would say, uh, the, he's, the Lord told the prophet, say, don't say the burden of the Lord. In fact, he said, say to them, what burden? The Amplified says, you're the burden. That's right. Ouch. In other words, burden means heavy, hard, difficult. We got to do this. His commandments are grievous. You know, I remember one time somebody came up to me in healing school. We used to help there. You can't think of ministries. And they said, this is so hard. Believing God is so hard. I said, it's not really hard. It's just simple. You're trying to do it in your mind. Amen. So are you interested in this this morning? Are you interested in gaining some skill? Oh, hallelujah. How many of you know whenever you're in the easy flow, you carry a pleasantness about you. There's no struggle about you. I don't believe Jesus had a struggle about his flow. You know why? Well, several reasons, but one reason is because the little children love to come up to him and just be around him. Nobody struggling. Kids don't like being around that. You know, so I want to look at this here and spend some time in this. Um, If you'll check down in your spirit, really in your spirit, you on the inside want this flow. We came out of the world, religion, and everything in those two realms are hard. I said they're hard. Especially religion. I mean, Jesus said, if you religious guys get a hold of people, you make them twofold more than child of hell. That's pretty. Yeah, that's right. Religion is all. Religion loves to emphasize the struggle, uh, the hardness of things, because religion is of the flesh. It's not in the spirit, like Pastor Nancy was talking about last night. Amen. And so really in your spirit, if you listen to the inside, you, you really long for this flow because really this is the flow the father has chosen for us. Yes. <clears throat> he, he said here, if you'll look at this very closely, he's basically saying this is the flow that belongs to us as God's children. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. So if we really want this flow, we've got to do what Jesus said here. We've got to learn. Amen. This is a different way of life. He's offering us a different way of life. Our life ought to be different than everybody in our neighborhood, everybody we work with. Come on. By the time we're done, you're going to believe that. It's not supposed to be hard, not supposed to be two steps forward and three steps back. Amen. We've got authority over all the hindrance, all the opposition. And we've got a father that cares for us. I said, we have a father that cares for us. So this is what something God's offering us, this unburdened lifestyle, this undifficult lifestyle. Religion won't offer you that. The world, you can't find this anywhere else. The world doesn't offer it. It's all work, your fingers to the bone. And what do you get? Bony fingers. (laughs) Remember that old song? Apparently not. We're preaching to some young people, I guess. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is the flow. I said, this is the flow. There's a flow of ease, of rest, no struggle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can't be found anywhere else, but you got to come to him. Well, pastor, I came and I got born again. That's not what he's talking about. That's, well, that's not the only thing he's talking about. Come to him means, he said, come unto me and learn of me. We've got to learn this easy flow. There's been times in my life that I've said, Lord, I know my thinking's wrong here somewhere because it's not this hard. It's not this hard. You know what I'm talking about? Anywhere you find the struggle, you're, you're not doing it right. If it's hard, you're not doing it right. Spiritual things aren't hard. They're not difficult. Okay, some of you need some more proof in the Word. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians here. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. 
Look at verse 3. I would, uh, uh, why is that not right? Is it 2 Corinthians? Yeah, it is 2 Corinthians. <clears throat> Second mistake I made this year. <laughs> Second Corinthians <laughs> chapter 11, verse 3. I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through, oh, oh look at that, beguiled, deceived Eve through his subtlety. So your minds, there's some words you need to underline here. Beguiled means deceived, underline beguiled through his subtlety or craftiness. So your minds, underline minds should be corrupted, underline corrupted. You ever had a computer that got a virus in it? Didn't work right. Everything just shut down. It wasn't working. Unless your mind should be corrupted. What? From the what? From the what? Say it out loud, real loud. Simplicity that is in Christ. The more in the spirit we are, the simpler things are. The more in faith we are, the simpler things are. The closer to the truth we are, the simpler things are. I said, the closer to the truth we are, the simpler things are. That's right. Amen. When it's, when we're struggling, where we still haven't got our minds renewed enough. Yes, sir. Amen. Because once we think right about it, take believe in God, take prosperity, because that's one of the things the Lord started really dealing with me about is the area of prosperity. I used to think and say, it's just so hard to get ahead. Now, you've never said that, Pastor Keith, but just, you know, but see, it was because I didn't know how to do it. I had not learned. How many of you know we don't come to church to check a box? We come to church to learn. Amen. We don't want to be a dum-dum anymore. You know, we want to, we want to be wise and intelligent people, fully understanding what God does, what his will is and how, say how to do it, to do it. And once we really learn it, it's easy. It's not difficult. And so he said here in Christ, there's this thing called simplicity. Is that a good word? Yeah, it's, it's, it's another word for easy. Praise the Lord. So you won't find this in the world. In fact, we were trained in hardness in the world. And then if we got hooked up to some kind of religious formality, they doubled down on the hardness. But that's directly against Jesus in this verse. My yoke is easy. There's an ease to this flow. There's an ease to the walk of faith. There's an ease to walking in the spirit. And I love being around people who make it look easy. Because it is easy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So there's nothing, really what we're talking about is really nothing more than the element of faith, which people completely miss sometimes when it comes to faith. Um, they're, you know, when it comes to walking by faith, it's a heart thing. It's not a, it's not a head thing, not try to figure it all out. It's a heart thing. Amen. And it's a flow, not a struggle. Amen. And it's not something we know how to do just got, because we got born again. Jesus said, come unto me and learn. So we've got to come. We've got to choose to renew our minds with the word and day by day work this new way of thinking into our lives. When thoughts come to us, Let's say the thoughts, it just seems like I've been, it's so hard to get ahead or something like that. We've got to answer those thoughts because that's a lie. That's right. Amen. Not knowing how to do it. Yeah, it's hard. Or doing it our own way. That's hard. The way of the transgressor is hard. Are we saying we're transgressors when we say it's hard? I mean, that's really kind of what we're saying. We're accepting that, that we're in transgression by saying it's just so hard. It's not hard. I heard you say how you discovered financial flow is, is an easy flow. It doesn't mean we don't have anything to do. We do have something to do. He said, take, take my yoke upon you. That means there is something that we have to respond to, but it's not. And it's so, you know, cause people say, well, it's just all up to God. No, it's not all up to God, but we have a part, but it's an easy part. 
But Pastor Nancy last night was talking about being in a yoke, because this verse mentions the yoke. And it, a yoke is a piece of equipment to help two animals work together. You understand? I heard a story one time of a, uh, a uh, farmer. He was out farming. Years ago, he was out farming. He had, you know, farming with mules and stuff, horses. I guess he was farming with horses. He had these uh, two horses. Excuse me. He had, he had this real big horse, first of all, that he wanted to plow with. He's the strongest one he could easily plow. And he had him out there to plow with and he wouldn't go. He could easily do it, but he just wouldn't do it. Yeah. So he went back to the barn and got the yoke and there was another little scrawny horse in the barn. He got the yoke and, and put the yoke on the little scrawny horse and the big horse, put them together and yuck, and the horse, big horse took off, but the little horse just walking beside him wasn't doing any work. And there was another farmer watching this. He couldn't figure that out. So he went over there. He said, what's the deal here? He said, oh, that big horse thinks he's, uh, he's, 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 uh, he thinks that the other horse is helping him. <laughs> but he's really doing all the work. How many of you know in this yoke we're in, Jesus is the big horse. Our job is just to walk along beside him. Say, yes, yes, right, okay, right, left, okay, left. Just respond. And he's the one doing all the work. Woo, I like it. I like it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So come unto me, put this yoke on and let him do all the work. <laughs> you just walk with him. Yes. Just do what he said. You know, Jesus said, oh, I, I just do what I see my father do and say what I hear my father say. Right. Hallelujah. The problem with Christians is too many of us reject this flow because it sounds too good to be true. That can't be true, can it? Well, if it's not too good to be true, I contend is probably not the truth. It's probably not the gospel. The gospel is good news. He didn't say, come unto me and I'll put more on you. I'll burden you down. I'm not the devil's pack mule. That's not what I'm called to be in this life where I'm weighed down with all the burdens of life, the cares of life, the hardships of life, the struggles of life. You know, this is, we're, we're, we're struggling. Have you ever met somebody that every time you meet them, you say, how you doing? They go, they go through a litany of things that are hard. They are far from faith, far from faith. Amen. I hope you didn't look at that person in the mirror this morning, but. That, that, as I started growing spiritually, I'd meet those kind of people and something started bothering me. It's like, what, what is it? And the Lord was showing me this verse. That's not my flow. They got in a burden flow and became the devil's pack mule. They're carrying all the cares of life. That's not my flow. Jesus, Jesus was saying, that's not my flow. Amen. It's like the guy that went down to the train station. I don't know if we got trains anymore, but got a train ticket from, from where he was going to Chicago, got the ticket, got, uh, you know, grabbed his bags, started walking down the train tracks to Chicago, carrying his bags, met a crew of people working on the track. And they said, what are you doing? He said, I, I'm going to Chicago. I got a ticket. You can't keep me from going to Chicago. They said, well, why are you walking? Why are you carrying your bags? I mean, you know, he's, he's got a ticket. He's going the right direction, but he's missing a lot of the benefits. See, you're on your way to God, to, to, you know, eternity with heaven. You got your ticket, but don't miss the benefits of that ticket. Throw your heavy burdens over on the Lord. Lean back, press the seat. And ride. Amen. You know, the cares of life, they come, they try to jump on our head. Try to jump on and, you know, I mean, the Bible says, because you know, Paul said, that which comes on me daily, the care of all the church. I used to look at that and say, Paul, oh, come on now. You're the one that wrote, casting all your care on him. If he cares for, or, you know, do not fret, have any anxiety about anything. And uh, he's, 
I'm thinking, why did Paul say, you know, this is coming on me daily? And then I read it again and the Lord was just kind of helped me see it. He said, I didn't, you know, Paul didn't say he kept them on and he allowed them to stay. They just come. Amen. The fact that they come doesn't mean that you have to carry them. I don't know why I'm telling so many funny stories this morning, but it's like a, a minister that I know. He was talking about a, uh, it's him that pulls it out of me. Such a blessing, isn't he? Um, he, he said he had a cat, lived in a house where they had this pet cat. And uh, the cat, you know, I don't know if you ever had a cat. Hopefully not, but anyway. Because um, how many of you know cats, it's all about them. Dogs, it's all about you. Isn't that right? Dogs is it, man. But, so my wife wanted a cat. And uh, so we got a cat. Anyway, so, but these, these cats, they can be playful sometimes. You know, they, they'll hide around the corner and you come around, and, you know, just. <laughs> this minister was talking about a cat they had in their house. He was young growing up. He had a cat and the cat, there was a doorway from one room into the other. And there was like a cabinet uh, bookcase or whatever, right there by the doorway. Like when you walk through. Uh, like if I was walking through this way and it was over here, the, the cabinet's right there and the cat would sit up on that cabinet up there, yeah. playful, and you'd walk through and it'd jump on your head. <laughs> and he said, what would you think, he said, if I came to church with a cat on my head? And people say, what are you doing? He said, well, I was just walking from one room to the other and this cat jumped on my head. They'd look at you funny, like, why didn't you throw it off? Right? But people do that. Things jump on them and they, they take the burden. Weighed down. Life gets hard. Come to church, pray for me. Prayer won't fix that. You got to throw it off. If it jumps on, you throw it off. Woo, glory. Just throw it off. Glory to God. Carefree living. Hallelujah. I'm glad I came this morning. But it sounds too good to be true. People are, you know, religiously taught rather than New Testament taught. You know what I'm talking about? There's a wrong voice out there that's continually speaking hardness to you. If you pay attention, that thing will talk to you. It's talking hardness. It's talking struggle. It'll, it, you'll see something come up and, and you'll start feeling the burden. Oh, this is going to be hard. No, not if you do it right. Not if you do it right. But that voice, that voice, that, that voice that's always talking hardness to you, you and I, that's not the voice of our father. That's a voice of a religious spirit. Amen. That's not the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's a demon. And we've got to learn to reject that. Learn. Say learn. Some of us have been in the habit so long of taking cares when they come, taking heaviness, whatever that brings, that it's, it's just a habit. Uh, it, and they're, they're not wrong-hearted. People that sometimes are getting in that rut, they're not wrong-hearted. And we've got to approach them with compassion. Because it's just, it's just a learning or in this case, an unlearning and a learning, learning not to take it. Like Paul said, it comes, but don't take it. I don't take it. He didn't say I take it. He said it comes. So, you know, faith doesn't keep it from coming, but faith casts it off. He said, I'm not carrying that burden. Brother Hagin said, this is the biggest uh, you know, thing that he had to deal with in his life. Cause he said he was raising a home with world champion warrior warriors. You remember that? He said he had to learn to keep that off. He would preach on that constantly. I'm so glad. And thank God, pastor Nancy picked that up, preaching on it constantly. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is really the flow of this era. You think about, uh, the vision Dr. Dufresne had of the dry riverbed. Remember that? The, uh, where, where they were sitting on the ground rowing and the dust was being stirred up. And he said, such horrible singing you never heard. Remember that? And they thought the dust was the glory. 
He said then there was like a cherry picker picked him up, I guess took him across where the river was and there was another boat floating, just floating down the river. They're singing the praises of God and they're in the flow of the spirit and there's gifts, there's bottles all around the boat, bottles of the gifts of the spirit and so forth. He said they weren't even rowing. They just in the flow. And the flow, the flow took them where they needed to go. See, that's the flow of this era. This easy flow is the flow of this era because it's the flow of in the spirit, not in our flesh. Anybody else done with the efforts of the flesh? I am. Hasn't produced anything, but, but what did you say? Weariness or somebody said, amen. Well, we're learning. This is the easy flow. This is the flow of this era. Now, like I said, religion always magnifies suffering, hardship, struggle, and so forth. It magnifies the fight. You know, Brother Hagin said people would come to him, I guess other pastors, whenever he was pastoring all those years ago, how goes the struggle? He said, I'm not in any struggle. Well, don't you have church problems? Don't you have this? He said, oh yeah. But he said, I don't care, care the care of that. Remember Bishop Yedipo? I guess I've had... Uh, trials, I just haven't noticed. That's skill. I said, that's skill. Amen. That's what I am, am going for is to where I don't even notice. Praise the Lord. But there's a voice, like I said, that's out there always trying to talk hardness to you. And um, when people listen to that wrong voice, sometimes they don't realize what they're listening to. Um, but you know, we know things will oppose us. We know things will come against us in, in faith. You know, we're not ignorant of that. We know Satan walks about, he's looking for somebody to devour. We understand that, but we're just not magnifying him. We're not magnifying the battle. We're not magnifying, you know, what all the, what all he's doing. We're magnifying the finished work of Christ. We're magnifying the victory. We're magnifying the victory that overcomes our world, uh, uh, the world, even our faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There's a, there's a story in the Old Testament. I don't remember. It was Nehemiah, I believe, but I don't, some guy named Sanballat or something came with, uh, Nehemiah's rebuilding the walls of the temple and Jerusalem and so forth. And Sanballat, if you read the story, is a perfect uh, type of the devil. Just, that'd be a bad thing to have to say, have somebody say about you, but this guy's a perfect type. And so Nehemiah's building and he's going forward in the plan of God and Sanballat's down in the valley of, oh no. And he's down there saying, come down here. Let's talk about this. Cause he didn't want them rebuilding Jerusalem and so forth. And come down here into the valley of, oh no. Somebody said, where's the valley of, oh no, I found it. I found it on the map. Jesus told us where it is. Jesus in Matthew six, he said, Take no thought saying, oh no, <laughs> what are we going to eat? There it is. There's the valley of oh no. Amen. Taking things into your mind. Uh-oh, now what? Uh-oh, where are we going to get the money? Amen. Uh-oh, my mother-in-law's moving in with me. Uh-oh. I mean, let's just stop taking the struggle. What do you say? I got a good mother-in-law. Those jokes don't even work. But anyway, hallelujah. We need to go from the valley of oh no to the seat of oh joy. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Far above. Not down in the valley. See that down, 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 down in the valley of oh no. No, come up to our seat far above. It's beneath our exalted position to struggle. Just beneath our exalted position. We're seated far above all these things. Hallelujah. So now you know where the valley of oh no is. Tell your neighbor we're not going there anymore. We magnify the finished work of Christ. Amen. The flesh and the unrenewed mind, they like to struggle. They like to struggle in fruit bearing. They like to struggle. You know, the Bible says, I've ordained you that you go and bring forth fruit and so forth. They, the flesh, there's several reasons why the flesh likes that. Sometimes um, 
you know, sometimes people are just in that rut because they've not learned yet. It's not a wrong thing. I mean, they just haven't learned. Right. That's what my point is. Right. Right. But some people's reason for liking the struggle is more sinister because if you're a victim all the time, then you can get sympathy and people can have pity parties on you. It's really sinister sometimes. And, um, but yeah, but when it comes to fruit bearing, because the Bible said he's ordained us to go and bear, bring forth fruit. When it comes to fruit bearing, uh, notice Jesus told us how to bear fruit in John 15. That's right. Exactly what pastor was preaching last night. Abide in me. Remember what she was talking about? That's that connection. Yes, amen. And, and that's where the vine, I'm the vine, excuse me, the, I'm the vine, you're the branch. That's where the branches get the supply that it needs to bear the fruit. We don't do this on our, cell, on our own. No branch bearing, I got some apple trees on the land we have, and the branch stays connected. That's how it brings forth fruit. No branch is hanging out there disconnected from the apple tree bearing apples. The only way it can do it is by connection. And, and I've never walked back past those apple trees on my way somewhere, somewhere going past them and heard. Look over and that tree's grunting. And on the branch, there comes an apple. (laughs) Right? There's no struggle to it. <laughs> it's just, it just keeps the connection. Pastor preached it last night. Glory. <laughs> but I can hear sometimes. I, I come to church and people come through the door. Ah! My husband's terrible. (laughs) Glory to God. I'm getting about half drunk right here. Glory to God. But that's some people's struggle. Their their life is just struggle, struggle, struggle. Always in a battle, always fighting something. That's not the flow of our father. Hallelujah. Minister said one time, and I'll never forget it. He said, if you war more than you worship, you're warped. That's not, that's not good balance. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let's go back. Jesus said here, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden and learn of me. And, you know, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Deuteronomy 30, verse number 19 says, I call heaven and earth a record against you. I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. That's, that's an open book test right there. Okay, here's the options. Which one do you want to choose? Hey, before I let you pick, here's the answer. Choose life. You can say it this way. I set before you the easy flow and the hard flow. Choose the easy flow. But it's amazing. It's amazing how much we, we preach things like this and how much this is offered in, in the, the, the ministry of the flow of this ministry and so forth. And, you, you know, we set up door one, door two. Door one's the hard flow, door two's the easy flow. Which one? Uh, uh, I'll take that. See, people don't realize what they're doing yet, (laughs) what they're doing, but because they haven't learned yet, they're kind of in a mode of like automatically choosing by taking things into their thoughts that God never intended they take into their thoughts. Isn't that right? We've got to learn. That's the big one. Paul had to learn this. He said, I have learned whatever state I am to be content, independent of circumstances. 
In other words, I learned to just stay in the easy flow and don't take the care of it. I learned to stay in faith. I learned to walk in the spirit. I learned to cast down imaginations. I learned not to take the heavy thought, the, the burden thoughts, the, the struggled thoughts, the unwilling thoughts. Now there's a big one right there. That's what I did before between phase one and phase two. I was unwilling. God kept talking to me about pastoring and I was like, blah, 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 blah. I didn't have diapers on. I was beyond that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But how many of you know, whenever you're unwilling, it gets hard when the finances start drying up and nothing's working and bless God standing in faith. No, you're not. You're disobedient. That's what you are. You ever met those people? They're always, every service, always something's hard. Something's a struggle and I got to stand. It's not the flow of the Father. It's not the, not the heart of the Father. Now, that doesn't mean things don't oppose us. Of course they do. Amen. But we cast the care of it over on the Lord, worship and thank God for the victory. Hallelujah. So, uh, you know, this is, to, 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 here's something that I learned. Uh, that people, some people, when it comes to hardness, they consider learning to be hard, learning spiritual lessons. You know, I don't know if you know what I mean by that. In other words, they're struggling in life. They're, everything's a hard flow because they're out of step with the flow of the word and out of the flow of faith and the spirit and so forth. And, and they're in their own flow. And you offer them this flow and they're like, that looks like that's hard. Not as hard as what they're in. There is some diligence that has to be applied to learn. Number one, just roll out of bed on Sunday morning, show up. Amen. I get amazed. I, mean, I, get, I remember a lady, she came one time, she started coming to our church and she was, uh, I don't, she had constantly, uh, she constantly was being admitted to the hospital because of heart I, it was really, wasn't physical, but she kept thinking it was physical. Uh, heart palpitations, you know, racing real hard or whatever. She started coming to our church and after one of the services, she was coming for a while. After one of the services, she uh, was talking to some people and her heart started doing that again, started racing or palpitations or whatever. And she said, call the ambulance. Now, normally we might go ahead and call the ambulance, but I had an unction of the Holy Ghost. I went over to her, they called me first of all, and I went over to her and I, and by the spirit, because I had learned to know this lady a little bit, by the spirit, I started diagnosing and prescribing. And I said, sister, this is not physical. So this is anxiety. And I taught her how to, to uh, resist that. And that thing stopped right there. She was, she was set free from that. Normally she'd go to the hospital, whatever they do. And uh, so, and so I taught her, I said, and now, you can do this. You can do this. Just keep coming and keep learning how to cast your care on the Lord, how to not take those thoughts, so forth and so on, how to resist the devil because he's behind this. And she was amazed how it stopped. They had never stopped like that before. But she, and she was amazed, but yet, and we told her, keep on coming. And guess what she did? Stop coming. Because that's hard. I mean, in her mind. Not, it's not hard, but in her mind, to some people, learning is hard. But that just keeps them in the hard flow of the flesh. And some people, I don't mean to put this on everybody, but some people, they, they like the attention that they get because of being a victim. They're really lazy spiritually. There are people that are workaholics in the flesh, but spiritually they're lazy. They'll work eight hour, 10 hours, 16 hour days, hard labor. But you try to say, let's learn some things spiritually here. Start coming and let me teach you some things. Oh, I can't do that. You know, uh, Jesus, Hebrews, Hebrews there said, uh, he said there, talking about Paul, talking about the patriarchs of faith. He said that, uh, they, that we be not slothful, but imitators of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. In other words, don't be lazy, right. but use your faith. Right. 
you, you can paraphrase that. Don't be lazy. Use your faith. There is a spiritual labor to walking by faith, but it's nothing. It's a light. It's a light flow. It's just that little horse walking beside the big horse kind of flow. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you and I learn to do that, we, we learn to get in that yoke and take our place, which is an easy flow. We don't want to get wrong thinking about that. It's an easy flow. Um, that's the spiritual work we're called to do, but it's nothing compared to the hard work in the world's flow. Nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. So hallelujah. Let's just stop. Just stop being impressed with struggle. Let's just stop. Amen. Sometimes people, and I, I don't know this, I hope it doesn't sound harsh, but sometimes people see those who are constantly struggling and they'll say, you know, they just keep persevering and so forth. Now, I know we go through seasons. All of us go through seasons of attack. So don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I'm talking about this as somebody's lifestyle. Right. Just, just yeah. day in, day out, day in, day out, month in, year in, yeah. constantly. Yeah. Um, and they'll, somebody will see them just kind of sticking in there the whole time. And they'll say, man, they're so faithful. And it'll come up on my spirit. No, they're unskillful. They're unskillful. They're just, they just haven't learned. We have to learn. Jesus said, come unto me and learn. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stop choosing the hard flow. Remember, you know, it's, it's, it's a learning thing to not take cares when they come or not, not to take thoughts of hardship into our minds. That's a learning thing. The flesh doesn't like it, but we, we're going to get into this flow. Tell your neighbor that's our flow. Hallelujah. Um, praise the Lord. Now, Jesus uh, talked about it. Paul talked about it. He said, I learned how to be content, satisfied to the point, amplified, to where I'm not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. Part of that is talking right. When things come, we should start answering them and say something of this nature. This is easy. Because there'll, be there'll be thoughts this is going to be hard, you know. No, this is easy. Let's start taking that and declaring that things are really easy because they really are. I remember a situation in a, I won't go into the details of it, but uh, an individual, some people said, we've got to go talk to them about some decisions that have to be made. They didn't like the decisions that were going to have to be made, but they had to be made. There was, if I told you the story, you'd understand. And this person wasn't going to like the, like the decision. But those of us, uh, without going into details, that, were, that had to make the decision for them because of the state they were in, we knew what we had to do to help another person. I'm being vague. But, um, so they said, let's all pray. <clears throat> so they started you know, going around the circle in prayer. Now, before I say that, let me back up and say, this person that we were going to have to go talk to was known to fly into rages. You know, yield, yeah, known to get just, just yield to a spirit, really. I mean, if you know anything about that kind of thing. Um, so, uh, and they were all, let's pray <laughs> because we know they're not going to like it and so forth and so on. And so uh, they all went in the circle and prayed. And, and when they got to me, because they all went around the circle, when they got to me, I said, Satan, I take authority over you. You will not, you will not manifest like that in that situation. We went and talked to the person and, they, and the person was like all agreeable and so forth and started talking about the things of God. And really, to be honest with you, the glory came down in that room. It was glorious. And one of the people after we left, they were like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And one of the people after we left came over to me and he said, I saw what you did there. He said, we prayed. But he said, you took authority over that thing. They were, uh, it's a different flow. Authority doesn't struggle. I said, authority doesn't struggle. Hallelujah. You don't see a king struggling to make an edict. <laughs> Someone said, I don't want to do it. He's like, off with your head. Next. 
I'm not talking about doing that with people, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about authority. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's, I don't know what time I started, but let's talk a little bit about prosperity before we go any further. Would it be all right? Deuteronomy 11. Go over to Deuteronomy 11, verse 10 through 11. I really should have looked at the clock before I started. Deuteronomy 11, 10 through 11. The children of Israel had lived in Egyptian bondage. And how many of you know from the Bible, from the Word of God, Egypt is a type of the world. Pharaoh is a type of the devil. You can see all that in 1 Corinthians 10, if you read it closely. Um, but Israel was in, a, it was in Egyptian bondage for, what, 430 years or something like that. And that's, that's over a period of a couple generations, you know. And they were, that, that can cause a mindset to set in to, you know, a, a group of people. You're slaves. Uh, you don't own anything. You don't even own yourselves. I mean, you work all day and they take whatever profits from you and it's all somebody else's, you know. And, and it can set in, in, the, in the mindset of people. And, you know, then they took, you know, the whole story, they took the straw away and made them make more bricks. That's the flow uh, they were in for 400 years. And God said to them, whenever he was delivering them here in Deuteronomy 11, the land, whether you go as to, in to possess it is not as the land of Egypt from whence you came out, where you sowed your seed and watered it with your foot as the garden of herbs. But the land, whether you go to possess it, is the land of hills and valleys and drinketh water of the rains of heaven. Look at this. And the, the, a land which the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it from the beginning of the year, even unto the end of the year. Okay, so he said, where you're going is not like where you came from. How many of you, this is a type of the new birth? Where you're going is not like where you came from. How's it different, Moses? Okay, here's one thing that's different. In Egypt, you had to plant your seed, and he said you had to water it with your foot. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean anything to us. We're like, duh, what's that? <laughs> but I'll tell you what it is. You look it up. They had, because Egypt was not a land. You can read it from what he said next. You know, the, where you're going, the land drinks water from the rains of heaven. Egypt wasn't a land like that. Egypt was a land of, uh, you know, desert, dry, and so forth. And uh, they, to, to grow crops, they had to draw water out of the Nile River, create irrigation ditches. Y'all see it out here. You know what I'm talking about. And run that water down that irrigation ditch to get to the crops. But to get it up out of the Nile, they had created a little contraption that would, that would pull the water up and you had to pump it with your foot. In other words, labor. Did you get that? In other words, to prosper required labor. Now, don't misunderstand me. The Bible says don't bless what we put our hand to. But see, what the blessing does is takes a lot of that off to where you're not doing it all in the efforts of your flesh. When you put your hand to something, his hand comes on. Come on. And he said, that's the difference. This where you're going, because remember, Pharaoh was not a nice guy. He didn't care for those people. He's just using them, abusing them, throwing them away. But he said, the land where God said, where you're going, I'll be your father and I'll give you water from the rains, um, uh, from the rains of heaven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glory to God. That's prospering by grace through faith. I said, that's prospering by grace through faith. Hallelujah. That's an easy flow. Yes, we have to put our hand to something, but that's an easy flow compared to where we came from. Isn't that right? Amen. And so really in this new position, this flow that we are in when it comes to prosperity is a light and easy flow compared to the world's flow of hardship. The thing that happened to the, uh, the Israelites is they came out of that old, under that system where it was a hard flow and they came into this place where the lands, you know, received water from the rains of heaven, but their thinking didn't come out. That's where really we get into the easy flow is renew our minds because that old flow, you, whatever flow in the world, work your fingers to the bone. What do you get flow? That old flow created a way of thinking, a hard, it put hardness in our thinking. 
I said it put hardness in our thinking. And uh, when they were delivered, they came out of the land of Egypt and it was a brand new day for them, but they had to bring their thinking into the new day. They had to bring their thinking over into the new flow. And there is the issue. Amen. Hallelujah. The Israelites stayed, their, their, they, their bodies came out, but their minds and their thinking stayed back in the old flow. They were delivered, that first generation was delivered, but they died in the wilderness, still struggling. Is this getting on the inside of you? Hallelujah. Now, don't, I'm almost done. Don't get your doctrine about who God is. Because here he's saying, this land is a land that's cared for. And, and I'm going to care for you in that land. Don't get your doctrine about who God is, what your father is like, by the, way, the, the experiences you've had in this life, apart from doing it God's way. Or doing it in your own way of thinking. That will bring, that, that will keep that, that will, if you, I don't know if you understand it saying this way, that'll keep our hardness on God. In other words, that'll make it, he can't do what he wants to do. Amen. There are things he longs to do for his children. Remember that experience with Brother Hagin, Pastor Nancy, I was going to ask you this before the service. Uh, sometimes I'll tell a story and she'll correct it because she's, she's got them all down. I'm, I'm still... You know, but that story about Brother Hagen, I mean, Miss Aretha was, uh, was it the time she had the goiter and they knew she was going to die in the hospital room and, and Brother Hagen asked the Lord to spare her life. And Jesus said, I'm going to do it just because you asked me. And then he said, and of course she went to the operating table and everything was fine. I mean, they, the, the operation went fine. But then Jesus said, I long to do so much for my children, but they don't ask me. There's so much he longs to do, but he will not violate his word. We were over in, Niger, uh, excuse me, we were in Russia and Dr. Dufresne, I think you might've referred to this the other service, Dr. Dufresne ministered and uh, no, you, no, excuse me, you ministered on the sin of worry and that night in Russia and the glory came in at the end. Some of you ministers, Pastor Field, you were there. Um, that glory came in. And I remember talking to the doctor afterwards. He said, when it comes in like that, because it was very reverent. You probably remember that. It was like, it's like you didn't want to move. And uh, he said, Dr. Strain said that Jesus came into the room. When you sense it like that, that's Jesus in the room. And it was something else. Well, we had to eventually leave to get, there was no way out except through the crowd. So we had to get out. Um, on the way down the steps to the green room, you might say, Jesus appeared to Pastor Ike hanging in the air, tears streaming down his cheeks. And he said, because this, I don't know, tell me the exact words. This is the reason I long to do so much, but this is the, this is what keeps my people. This is what keeps my people from what I provided from them. Talking about what she had just preached, the sin of worry. You could say because of being in the hard flow in our thinking. Couldn't you say that? Wouldn't that be fair to say that? This is the reason. This is the, now notice tears are streaming down his face. What is that? That's his longing to do so much more. Let's get out of the way. What do you say? Get our thinking out of the way. Does Satan hinder this flow? Of pro I'm talking about prosperity now. Does Satan hinder this flow? Does Satan seek to hinder this flow? Oh yeah, he's walking about, seeking whom he may devour. He's, He's uh, been defeated, but he's not yet in prison. He's still going around and he'll oppose you. He'll try to oppose you. But if you hold him in the arena of faith by doing this, amen, you'll whoop him every single time. He's already defeated, but you know what I mean? You won't fall for his strategies. Hallelujah. So uh, yeah, he comes to oppose, especially in the area of finances, but don't ever accuse God as being the one that's hard to receive from because the enemy is opposing us. Freely, Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. Freely you have received. In other words, it's easy to receive. It's easy. 
Easy. Freely he gives. There's no, there's no holding back from him. Somebody said, yeah, but, but it's been hard for me. That's on your side. Everything has been freely given. Can you say amen? But let's not accuse God. Let's not let the enemy's hardship and what he brings to try to hinder the flow of finances. Because how many of you know he will try to hinder it? Especially when God, see, these things come through the hands of men. And Satan will try to use people and get them to disobey God and so forth and so on. But let's not accuse God as being hard to receive from because of the work of the enemy. Let's just keep on saying, no, I have a free flowing supply. It's all mine. I've laid hold of it. I'm praising God. I've taken authority over the devil. The angels are released. Amen. Hallelujah. How much easier is that than work your fingers to the bone? <laughs> Glory. Let's stand to our feet. I don't know. I hear a shout in the room. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know when, when these things come on you. That cat jumps on your head, don't you? You could be just doing something and a thought comes to your mind. You can feel the weight. You can, it, I don't mean to go by feelings, but you know what I'm talking about. It's just like a he, it's in the spirit realm, but it's like a heaviness tries to come on you. Amen. Just cast it off. Ha, ha, ha. Say, I'm not taking that burden. I'm not taking that burden. I'm throwing my luggage over on the Lord. Casting mine over on the Lord. I'm leaning back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. We have a good father, don't we? We have a good father. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Let's catch ourselves. You know what I mean by catch yourself? I used to be as I, in my younger days, spiritually growing spiritually, take whatever area, let's say walking in love, the words that I speak to people, how I say them, whatever. It used to be that I would do, do something that was unlovely, say something that was unlovely, unkind or something. I didn't catch it until that night I laid down in bed and got quiet. And it came back to me and I'm like, oh Lord, I shouldn't have said that. You know, it took me a long time to catch it. As I grew spiritually, I didn't have to wait till the end of the day and get quiet. I'm like, ah, I gotta go repent to them. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, and as I kept growing spiritually, right while I was saying it, like, uh, uh, I shouldn't be saying this right now, you know? Yeah. Amen. But it's already on the way out, and I'll just keep pulling the hanky, you know? It just keeps <laughs> But as I grew spiritually, I would catch it right here. That's right. Amen. Isn't that right? Well, as we grow spiritually, we'll catch ourselves getting into this hard flow and stop ourselves before we even go there. You ever heard of people that go through cycles like three weeks of depression or so forth in the bedroom with, their, with the cloth over their head? You know what a lot of that is? They took a thought and the devil just yak, yak, yak. They took that thought. He just kept using it on, just kept using it on. You know what I'm talking about? And it brought that heaviness and they, rather than cast it off, it took them three weeks to catch themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get good at catching it right away. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your husband and your wife will appreciate it. I'll tell you that. Amen. Praise God. Pastor, thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, one thing we have to watch is to make sure we can be in the easy flow in one arena and then in the hard flow in another arena. We have to make sure that every arena is in that easy flow. I remember years ago when Grant was about five years old and uh, somebody handed me a roll of money and God said, give that to Grant and say these words. That's how easy money will come to you. 
Well, at that time, you know, when Ed went home to be with the Lord, I think he was 17, 17 or 19 years old. But God was letting him know, get the mindset right. Because although your natural father won't be here for those years, the easy flow is still here. Amen. Hallelujah. Then the word says to do something if you recognize you've been letting something heavy rest on you. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. While you're renewing your mind, you can shout off heaviness. Praise, just keep praising as you're renewing your mind. Amen. Because renewing of the mind doesn't take place overnight, but we don't have to live under heaviness during that process. Amen. Pastor Jay, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so, so much. I love how the Holy Ghost tag is tagging every service. Amen. And uh, that's it's just so impressive of the Holy Ghost to, to watch that happen. Do we see what he's doing helping us get into? Because as Pastor Jay said, that this is the flow of the era. And we have to be skillful in this flow. And uh, my guess is, just a guess is that the reason he's addressing it is because we're not all as skillful as we're going to be. Amen. He has us here because this is where so many miss it. And you know, there were, da- there were things that I noticed that I would ask, I would ask uh, those who traveled with Dad Hagen, those close to him, give me a list that you remember of the sermons he would preach every, every one of his crusades. He'd always preach on love. He'd always preach on faith. He'd preach on healing. Then he'd preach on casting your cares. Well, there is a reason he kept bringing that in every crusade because these are the places we tend to to let slip. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.